A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Happy Friday, gang. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the final TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. And we begin today's edition of The Poddy with a fallout from the Europa Emmerdale Cup League round of 32 first legs. West Spurs beat Wolfsburg. Leicester drew with Slavia Prague. Arsenal went to Rome to face Benfica. And Manchester United thrashed Real Sociedad. The perfect night of European football for Solskjaer's man. Real Sociedad nil. Manchester United 4 they're all but through to the last 16 already we played well we um, were more clinical in front of goal of course even though we had uh, a few uh, chances before we got the first one uh, but definitely when we got the second the game opened up and we uh, we found found ourselves in loads of space you know he's seen a, a, a fresh uh, energetic performance from his side uh, a comfortable win away from home you know they haven't got a very good record against Spanish teams they won in the last nine games against them so this was a, a big win for them when I look at United this season how you've got to second I have got no idea because you have not been the, the play in the second best side in the country your consistency levels with results that's it your performances I have to say since about Christmas though there has been an upturn in your performances there have been a bit more I would say predictable and if United fans are brutally honest with me and themselves, they will recognise there were games back then at the early part of the season where they were shocking. As Greenwood plays it for Rashford, beautiful play. Bruno Fernandes in off the inside of the post for 2-0. You can't keep going to Bruno and say, go on, please, give us another goal. He literally has dragged them to second in the table. They are yeah. not the second best side in the country. No Bruno, no party. Uh, take, take a bit of a homage to um, what Jason said earlier about taking... Fernandez out of the team makes United not the second best team in the league. Um, so I'm just wondering what the criteria is to be the second best team in the league and who his opinion is the second best team in the league right now. Right now, the league table will tell you. season as well, the league table doesn't lie. Well, I mean, you look at some of your performances at home. Is that the best second best side in the country? <laughs> is it? You're Fun sick. Your home, your home league form, Tony, your home league form, do you know where you are on the league table? Home? Tell me. Sixth. Where are we in the away league? Top. There you go. What do you mean, there you go? What do you mean, there you go? There you go. Where's your argument? Who is the second best team? My argument is there isn't one, Tony. There isn't one. No, because you. That's your argument, even though there is. Well, you're the. Okay, you're on the same points as Leicester City. You took Bruno Fernandes out of our team and said we're not second top. No, well, in the league. You take Jimmy Vardy out, where are they? Tony, listen to yourself. You're a Man United fan. You're now comparing yourself to Leicester City. Spurs have now got that victory. It's finished here. Wolfsburg are one, Tottenham four. We had the results. We had the team uh, performance. And for the team to win and to perform is, is only possible when the team and the players 
they do their jobs. It was a lovely cut back from Bell onto his left foot on the right-hand side. He hit the ball, it hit with power, but went straight through the keeper. Not brilliant goalkeeping, but that will give Bell a real confidence boost. I took uh, Garrett uh, off because uh, I know that in this process it's not so easy for him to play the 90 minutes because... Uh, the team at that time need a little bit more of a freshness, which Lamella gave us. Slavia Prague nil, Leicester City nil. A real mixed bag of a performance from Leicester. We come away with a really good, you know, good result to take into the second leg. And like I say, we can really now attack that and look to get into the last 16. And Arsenal back on terms in double quick time. Bakayo Saka, as so often this season, the Gunners hero. Everything is completely open till next Thursday. We have some positives to take from the game because we dominated the game and we weren't ruthless enough in, in the opponent's box. With just about the last kick of the game, it's Royal Antwerp 3, Rangers 4, Borna Barisic with the penalty kick. Rangers have been the better side tonight. It was a crazy match. I'm sure the neutrals enjoyed it, but as a coach or a manager, I'll be looking into it because we had too many issues defensively. The goals we've conceded are poor from our point of view. You've just mentioned Tottenham Hotspur. They got beat off Antwerp this season and Rangers have went out there and scored four against them. Mm. Granted, granted, they've conceded three, but they still managed to score four goals away from home. So take it back to Ibrox and I would be confident maybe two or three goals up at Ibrox. English clubs will be looking at them thinking, I would rather avoid them mm. right now. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Rangers up against a, a Premier League side. I'd love mm. to see them knock them out. Now, are Man City all that? And does Pep Guardiola need to sign a proven goal scorer? Well, let's ask Adrian Durham, Gabby Agbon Lahore, Alan Brazil and Jamie O'Hara. But we start with Danny Mills and why City should be looking to sign Erling Haaland from Borussia Dortmund. If you're going to spend that money out, I'd go and buy Erling Haaland. Uh-huh. Yeah. I watched him I last night. He was sensational. Uh-huh. Now, do you know what? I'd go and get Haaland because I think he's he's got different things to Mbappe. Haaland's got so many... He's got two or three more assets. Six foot four. He's great in the air. He can hold the ball up as well. I just think there's, there's a bit more in the mix to Haaland's game than there is to, to Mbappe. They're both sensational. Don't get me wrong. But I just think Haaland in the Premier League would be more suited to it. In towards Haaland, we have our first goal of the return of the Bundesliga. And who else would score it but Erling Haaland? He seems to me to have bits of every great striker that ever existed. Okay, so at first I watched him. The first run he made and charging at defenders, I thought, oh, it's Rude Van Nistelrooy. I thought, at his peak, that's class Rude Van Nistelrooy. Then I'm watching him do something else, and there's a touch of Thierry Henry about him. Then I'm watching him doing something else, and I'm thinking, why is a bit of Batistuta going on there? I'm thinking of all these top strikers in the past, and you put them all together, all their best bits, and they all are in Erling Haaland. He is that good. And if City want to conquer Europe, maybe they might just say, look, we need a goal scorer. If Aguero's not going to be regular, we need yeah. a world-class goal scorer. Another first for Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. First place, 10 points clear, and the first team in top-flight history to win their opening 10 matches of a calendar year. He's got the team so well-drilled, and he's got the players all playing for him. We don't see any players sulking when they're not playing. They know they're going to get their chance. They know that he's going to rotate. For instance, yesterday, Mares, he's not playing in ages for me I'm not seeing him yesterday outstanding 
Like he's got these players that can just come in and are doing the exact same things as the players that um, are playing the majority of the games. If you look talking about credit to managers, I think definitely Pep Guardiola deserves a lot more than he gets. They're a brilliant team to watch, but you can't, in my opinion, you can't get away from one. What the the, the invincible team done? Even though I don't think that they were the the best team, but they 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 done something that no one else has been able to do. And two, the '99 season of Man United, they won it in 2001, 2002. That team dominated and won the Champions League until Man City do that then you can't compare them to, to that Man United side. Now, in the previous episode, Perry Grove said this about the possibility of Thierry Henry taking over at Bournemouth. He knows nothing about the championship and he hasn't proved his credentials as a manager. It's just a Hollywood signing, hoping he can bring players. He's got no credentials at all. Well, let's find out a little bit more on this and whether or not interim boss Jonathan Woodgate should get the job full term with Jamie O'Hara former Cherries manager Harry Redknapp, Simon Jordan and reporter Alex Crook. He's currently the manager of uh, Montreal Impact. Bournemouth are going to have to approach them for formal permission to open talks, but it is my understanding that Thierry Henry, very much the front-runner now. As the chairman of Bournemouth, I know exactly what I want, which is to get promotion out of the Championship, and I have no idea what I'm likely to get from Thierry Henry based upon his performance as a manager currently. From my experience of, of employing managers, that there's no better solution to a problem than going to experience. He's almost ticked these boxes. He's managed Monaco. He's gone to Montreal. He's done uh, as assistant manager with Roberto Martinez for Belgium. You don't tell me he think he, he can't manage Bournemouth. What? But even, absolute even, even... nonsense takes by experienced people, by Simon Jordan, former Crystal Palace chairman. That's a, that's a poor, lazy, silly take. It's just complete surprise someone said to me a couple of days ago oh Thierry Henry's here I went no you mean Patrick Vieira they went no I've heard I said you sure you know I mean I don't know like you like you lads I mean what a player but I don't know can he manage I have no idea and I'm actually shocked by Harry Redknapp as well again this was the man that recommended Frank Lampard to Derby with no managerial experience with Thierry Henry it's it's full of it's full of risk it's got loads of stardust all over it but we Really and truly, I don't want stardust. I want Premier League status. That's my stardust I, I, I look at. He went to Monaco and then he's gone to Montreal. He's had 49 games in charge as a manager. He's only won 13 of them at Monaco and Montreal. So that's actually good for Montreal. They're extenuating circumstances to why his record is that bad. Um, they play all their games away from home. They didn't expect Henri to, to do that much. This is his first season in the MLS. They love his knowledge of the game. And they're actually upset to see him go. And now he's going to come and get the Bournemouth job, who are in, they're in the playoffs. They have to go up this season. They want to go up. He doesn't know the championship. He doesn't know the teams. He doesn't know the players. I guarantee you now he's not been studying the championship while he's been at Montreal. So why is he in the running before a job in the championship when there's great English, young English managers over here who are studying that game like Jonathan Woodgate? Don't tell me that Henri shouldn't and couldn't manage Bournemouth. Bournemouth, and this is no disrespect to Bournemouth, but don't, don't tell me Henri can't, but like the likes of Jonathan Woodgate, who people think now maybe should be given the job full-time, can. He's, he's constantly watching games, Jonathan. Every time I speak to him, and I'm not just saying this because he's one of my mates, he, he studies the game every single day. He is watching games every day in the Championship, every player. So when he gets the job and he gets a chance, like he's got, he can walk straight into it and know every single player and know every single style of what the teams yeah. are doing. Thierry Henry um, won't know that. 
Southampton manager Ralph Hasenhurtle has been speaking to the media ahead of their game with the Super Blues Chelsea live on Talksport on game day at 12:30 p.m. Ralphie spoke about taking on Thomas Tuchel and how the Blues boss has already made his mark at Stamford Bridge. The short time he's there is massive. I think uh, they play a completely different style of football now. Uh, this is uh, for me a sign or a signal for a manager that has a clear plan and knows what he has to do. It's normal that not everything is 100% working when you come to a new club and you see old behaviors from players, they are still there, and but they're improving every day, I think, and the longer they work with Thomas, I think, uh, the better they will get. Timo Werner has his first Premier League goal since before Christmas. Thomas Tuchel really can work miracles. He knows me very well, I think. <laughs> he knows the way we play very well, and yes, yeah, doesn't make it easier for us, to be honest. Premier League Chief Executive Richard Masters has been discussing the return of fans to stadiums at the FT Business of Football Summit. Masters spoke about the COVID measures and how they've been successful in recent months, as well as the potential for fans to be in stadiums before the end of the season. Yes, please. No one can say because this uh, pandemic has a way of, of surprising you as it did over Christmas, I guess. But we haven't lost hope that we might see a few back even this season, uh, depending on what happens in the direction of the numbers and government decisions, etc. But certainly next season, I, I hope it opens up uh, quickly and that we can work with government again uh, and with the rest of sport and with everybody and, and get fans back in the stadiums in real numbers and get back to the real Premier League. It feels like the, the measures we put in place, the effort, extra efforts that clubs have gone to are, are working. And so hopefully no more postponements and we'll finish on time on, on May the 23rd. Uh, and wherever the trophy presentation might be, who knows, there might be some supporters in the ground as well. Referee Darren Drysdale has been removed from Saturday's League 2 fixture between Southend and Bolton. Drysdale was involved in an altercation with Ipswich Town's Alan Judge. Former Premier League referee Keith Hackett told TalkSport 2 that he doesn't deserve a harsher punishment, just education. Meanwhile, Jamie O'Hara supported the on-field actions of the official. I liked it. I didn't think it was too bad. As a player as and being a manager, I've had terrible referees and some of them ruin the game and I think he's a decent ref and and he stood up for he stood up for what he felt was right he was he wanted to stamp for it he overstepped it a touch I mean we're such a snowflake generation football you know like it's always like let's dig out the ref or you know it, I just think come on Come on, let, let, let's give this guy a break he's a good ref he stood up he, they take abuse 24/7 like, it's shocking the abuse some of them take. What they've got to do is is effectively give him some operational advice. You know, just review it. Probably put him in front of a sports psychologist and just say, look, let's review, you know, your conflict management procedures. You know, this is a one-off. It's very rare. It's unusual for him and it's unusual for referees generally. Let's sort of say you've lost a couple of games, no more, and then get on with it. Just to let you know, the football that's coming up across the TalkSport network. Tonight, 7.45, Watford take on Derby. That's on TalkSport 2. That's an exclusive. Then Saturday, game day, 12.30, Southampton take on Chelsea. That is a TalkSport exclusive presented by Rashmin Chowdhury. 
At 5.30, Liverpool take on Everton in the Merseyside derby. Again, that's a TalkSport exclusive presented by Faker Others. And at 8 o'clock, it's Bargain Basement. Fulham take on Sheffield United. That's on TalkSport 2, another exclusive presented by Will Gaddy. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're already getting withdrawal symptoms, why don't you listen to some of the old episodes? There's one going back a few months ago called Ben Me is Watching You. No, really. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it's called. There'll be a fresh episode of the TalkSport Daily Poddy out first thing on Monday morning. Until then, have a good weekend and be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 